This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That is right. Your ride is about to begin. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We're here. We're here as always. Les Jackson currently at the wheel of the Cruise Control van. Fred Staub over there in the passenger seat uh, pushing his foot through the cardboard that I put across <laughs> the hole in the floor. This is. I meant to fix that. This is structural cardboard. That's what I thought, though. That, you know, that's what I heard. Oh, well, don't stand on it. All right. Well, we're going to stand on our stories, though, for this hour or less, because we've got a lot of them, and we're going to start with Cadillac revealing its CT4 sedan. This is the one that's replacing the ATS that everyone liked but just didn't buy. That's right. That's right. Everyone liked it, but yes, but didn't buy it, so Cadillac said, well, okay, we'll try again. Meanwhile, Porsche... Taycan Turbo takes on Tesla's ludicrous Model S. That's ludicrous mode. <laughs> That's right. And uh, the battleground is the Nürburgring. Yeah, interesting battle coming up here, and uh, we'll have to see what happens. And BMW's 4 Series gets revealed this week in Frankfurt. It's got a bold new look, but is it too bold for current BMW owners? I think it looks a little bit like a Lexus, believe it or not. Well, I, I think that might be attractive to uh, a lot of the owners, but we'll see. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, what new cars do you think are kept the longest? Uh, the ones that still run? Well, those, I think, would tend to be those. Hmm. Uh, but we have we have the list, uh, or at least a really good list. Yeah, we're going to tell uh, about of all of those, and uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it sure is, and we'll also have a deal of the week if you're shopping uh, the showrooms this weekend. Interesting deal of the week. It's a vehicle some of you might think is, you know, no longer made, which is really cool. Mm. And um, this is a pretty good exclusive. Uh, in November. 20th Century Fox. I guess it's still called 20th Century Fox. It, it was bought by Disney, but I think they're sticking with the name for now. Yep. Uh, they're going to release uh, a new feature film called Ford versus Ferrari, which is the story of uh, the early 1960s, early to mid, when Ford said, okay, we're just going to beat Ferrari in world racing. Anyway, it stars Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Uh, Certainly well-known stars for that alone. They're going to get a lot of lookers. And anyway, who's responsible for the great driving sequences in it? Well, Academy Award-winning stunt coordinator Robert Nagel. That's who. And Fred has managed to grab him to come on the show. He'll be on a little bit later. We're going to talk a lot about how they did this. Yeah, how they recre recreated history. Uh, and made it look believable and a lot of artistry there. So we'll talk with Robert. All that and a whole lot more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Stay tuned. We're just getting started. Check us out on Facebook. You can check out the trailer for that great movie, Ford vs. Ferrari. So it's all there. While you're there, like us on Facebook, too. We'll be right back. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. New vehicles popping up all over the place, and we're bringing you up to date on your on-air automotive magazine, Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson, cruising the Cruise Control van, checking out the latest and the greatest. And this week, we've got some news from Cadillac, Les. CT4 is replacing the ATS. And it's interesting, the reveal of the CT4... Uh, it, it started with their V-Series version of it, um, and now we're just kind of getting the uh, non-V-Series version. It's replacing the ATS. We loved the ATS, didn't we? It was a great driving car, make a great used car, performance car, wouldn't it? It would. The question is, uh, why didn't people buy it? And, of course, there are any number of reasons people don't uh, get attracted to a particular model, but it I, just didn't I think- work. I think it may have been a little too small for some people. I think it was. I drove one, and and it certainly felt uh, like a not a not a subcompact, but but a compact. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the 2020 CT4 will be available for ordering this year. It is slightly larger and heavier than the ATS, and it comes with two turbocharged four-cylinder engine choices. No V6 is offered. Um, the Cadillac has not announced the pricing, but it would be less than the CT5, which is priced at $37,890. More, I would say, more traditional styling on this as opposed to the CT5. CT5 has that uh, hard-to-explain situation in the uh, rear doors where it goes into the C-pillar, and it's a little bit different look Uh than what you're used to. It's also a look on the CT5 that is much better in person than it is in photos. But CT4 is a little bit more conventional. It's got the 2-liter turbo 4 or the optional 2-liter dual volute turbo. What's a dual volute? Uh, that's, that's I played good. one of those once in the band, didn't you? That's right. Uh, yeah, dual volute. Well, uh, it's too it's too complicated to explain without a drawing, but it's basically double chamber. Double chamber. So more more power, basically. Yeah, more more airflow. That two liter engine produces two hundred and thirty seven horsepower versus uh, the two hundred and seventy two horsepower two-liter version that was in the 29 ATS. And the CT4 is about four inches longer than the ATS, so all that sounds like a little bit less spirited driving, right? It does, uh, but, you know, we have to test it. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to drive it. We'll have to get behind the wheel of it, which we will. And um, they have the luxury and premium, luxury and premium luxury models, uh, the Sport and the V-Series, versions 
uh, they'll get darker accents. Um, and you get four drive modes on uh, the standard CT4, Tour, Sport, Snow, Ice, and Track. And the V mode on the CT4V uh, alters the calibrations for the transmission shifting, suspension steering, and brake feel. So, Continental and, Self... And vehicle sound carrier. And vehicle character. sound characteristics, yep. Uh, all-wheel drive is available on all four trim levels. So there you go. It's built in Lansing, Michigan. Yeah. Pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, will it be a hit? It's a little bit bigger. I, I, I have to say, neither of us are big people, but I found the ATS a little tight. Um, it was tight in the rear seat, if I remember, too, for, yeah. for passengers. So maybe this the, the will solve those problems. I, yeah. The other thing I found with Cadillacs, uh, and they've done you know a world uh, of change over the past 10 or 15 years on styling and, and attractiveness to younger buyers, but I still wish they would be a little bit more... Uh, more... Oh, more uh, avant-garde in their colors. Okay, they're a little bit. Uh, they're a little bit. Uh, so, not so, stod- certainly not stodgy, but a little bit too traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. Uh, hey, uh, this is going to be uh, the battle of the century here, or I'm sure Elon Musk will call it that. Uh, Porsche Taycan Turbo. We went through that last week. How it is an electric car, but it gets the turbo name is going to take on uh, the best that Tesla can offer, their S model. Certainly, they'll be pushing the ludicrous button, right? And they're going to, Yes, indeed. They're going to do it at the Nürburgring, right? They are. Uh, all 12 and a half miles, uh, all 73 turns. I actually think there are more turns than that. Wow. You don't want to forget uh, any turns. That would be bad. Well, it's really tough to memorize all those turns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think Porsche is going to win. All right. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. Plenty to get to. Stay tuned because we're just getting started. And we're going to also tell you about that great movie, Ford versus Ferrari. Robert Nagel is the stunt coordinator for this. How did he put all those racing sequences together? Well, he's going to tell us. He'll be here a little bit later on. Stay tuned. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Fred mm. and I, were well, we're not going to go to the Nürburgring, but <laughs> we... we <laughs> We know that uh, our boy Elon Musk and uh, the Porsche people are going to be there, and it, it, this will be something fun to follow. Yeah. Um, I just think that um, it's it's going to be exciting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they say Elon Musk wouldn't do this unless he felt he could win. He doesn't have a, per se, performance version of the S. It's sort of... A performance mode, the ludicrous mode, right? Well, with uh, lots of suspension tightening, and uh, he's going to probably put $10,000 worth of tires on it. Mm. And uh, Formula One champion Nico Rosberg is going to be driving it. 
Okay, so that's that's a good start. So, uh, you know, the, the Porsche is going to have to be on its, you know, it, it's going to have to be on its on its game. Yeah, yeah, it it will be very interesting. Um, now, will they close the track down for these guys? Yeah, they won't have yeah, somebody sure out there in their. Uh, BMW one series puttering around. That's right. No, no, no. These, these guys will buy the track for the day. Mm hmm. And, uh, they're, they're talking, uh, you know, uh, Porsche is being very, uh, magnanimous. They say we have a lot of respect for Tesla. They have achieved, achieved a lot. And Elon Musk built this company from scratch. That's true. And got to give him credit. We don't see the quote here, but Musk probably says, I'm better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I or just made that up, like that. or something like that. That's the sanitized version. That's right. Um, who will win? I don't know. I mean, the, the S has been out a lot more. Model S has been out a, a, a lot more years. But as I say, in stock trim, it's not really uh, prepped for this. But it certainly no. can be. Certainly no, can I think, be. I think Porsche is going to win. Yeah, I would. Uh, Engineering wise, this this car is built with performance in mind, you know. Well, it's just you know again we're back to what you and I have talked about for a long time. The Porsche knows about production. Yeah, and they also know about the Nurburgring pretty well too. They've been on the Nurburgring countless times. Hmm. Well, it it will be interesting to see. Now, when is this challenge going to take place? I don't know. You know, I've been trying to... I don't know to, if they have a date for it yet. I, they may not. They, mm-hmm. they may not have settled on a date. Yeah. Interesting, though. We will certainly follow it for you on Cruise Control Radio for sure and see who wins that big smackdown. Um, you know, we were talking a lot earlier about uh, what's going on at the Frankfurt Auto Show. Kind of a interesting reveal. BMW's next four series... Uh, BMWs, of course, have had the two kidney grill style grills for years. Uh, It's been there. It's been their trademark. This new one, though, has a different version of it. It extends well below where a bumper would be. Um, And to me, it almost looks Lexus-like. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Is it too much? Uh, It it divided the stand goers at, at the... Frankfurt show they they were looking for the kidney shaped grill while it does have a suggestion of it at the top it doesn't really look like you know they would be severely swollen kidneys wouldn't they um basically it it's just too big it looks it looks like a Lexus to me it's a slick looking car the the body works slick on it and uh, you know I I think it will do well but it could be a little bit too much for some uh, BMW folks, um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see, and we'll we'll uh, post some photos up on our Facebook page so you can decide if those kidneys are too big uh, on that vehicle. Um, Les, uh, you know we we have uh, always look for the deal of the week, right? This is a weird one. Did you realize that they're still building the Ford Flex, that station wagon type uh, vehicle? They've been building it since 2007 and apparently it sells pretty well uh because uh 
they uh, th- this is the last year for it, by the way. They're not going to build it in 2020. And this is according to Ford Authority. Uh, they're saying, though, to clear out the existing vehicles, uh, there's going to be a $4,500 discount until September 30th. Uh, and that's on the range topping 2019 Ford All-Wheel Drive Limited. Um, and the SE and SEL also have some discounts as well. Got a minor update this year, uh, different colors and things like that. But it's it's an older type vehicle. You can get it with a 3.5 liter twin turbo V6 EcoBoost with 365 horsepower. Horsepowers. I just said that just like the Germans. It must be Frank. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, Ford Flex sales increased by 37% to 7,206 units in the second quarter of 2019. So this could uh, continue that momentum. I hear in California there's surf wagons. They modify them for surf wagons, you know, put the rack on the top, and, and it's kind of a cool-looking car. Um, I remember when it came out, it was at SEMA. There were a lot of customized versions of it. Um, but they do exist. I actually saw one the other day and uh, in New York City. I thought, wow, I haven't seen one of those in a while. So it's a pretty good deal, uh, and that's until September 30th. So check it out. There's a lot of specifics that you need to know that it has to be a car that's been on the lot a certain amount of days or whatever. But just start there and know that you could potentially save $4,500 on that on your next surf wagon less. I, w- I would put wood grain stickers on the side. I think that's what I'd do. That's right. Um, or Paisley's. <laughs> Paisley's. <laughs> but still, you know, seven 7,000 plus units is not a lot of units. It's not. So. And it's using a lot of older technology. You look in there, you see the older Sony radio that's in there. So uh, it is probably, uh, if you want one, it's probably the time to buy it if you want one new. Um, Hey, coming up, we have got a great guest. It is uh, award-winning, Academy Award-winning stunt coordinator Robert Nagel. He was the guy that was responsible for creating the sequences, the driving sequences, in Ford versus Ferrari. That's a great movie that's going to be coming out in November from Fox, 20th Century Fox, and it... uh, Stars Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Robert's going to be by. He's going to tell us a lot of different uh, car movies he's worked on and what he's done. And there's this thing called Biscuit Jr. That is a platform that can drive (laughs) like at 150 miles an hour and you can shoot camera from it. We'll ask him about that and how he preps some of these movie cars too. Because, um, you know, they have to live through the filming. Uh, they have lots of interesting setups for these cars, how they shoot with these things. And uh, um, I saw one go by me the other day in New York. It The front seats were out, and two people were sitting in the front looking at scripts, and it was being uh, pushed along like it was a trailer in front of a in front of a pickup truck. It was kind of being pushed along, and uh, there, a person was sitting in the back seat facing where the driver would be, and talking, delivering their lines, and they were shooting the person as if you're in the back seat of a car and you're driving, and I'm, I'm talking to you. But it looked it looked weird when it went by. <laughs> you know, I could see the actor delivering the lines, and you know, people looking at a script and checking it as it, as they were going along. Um, it and it just looked funny. And um, they had a police car in front of it, I think, uh, to to you know block the traffic. But uh, and they all stopped at a stoplight. 
And I thought, how does that work with the thing in front of the, uh, you know, pushing this car on a trailer? It must be weird, some kind of weird feel to the drive, don't you think? It's got to be, but these guys do it so That's much. That's what they they're... do. We'll ask Robert. He'll be he'll be on the yeah. air uh, in a little bit uh, here on Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget, check us out on the web at cruisecontrolradio.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. It's all there, cruisecontrolradio.com. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff up there. We also have that uh, that uh, trailer for the Ford versus Ferrari uh, movie, so you can check that out. And stay tuned because Robert Nagel, the guy that made all those driving scenes really pop, will be right with us right after the break. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We're glad you're along for the ride. We've been telling you about our great guest, Robert Nagel, uh, who is an Academy Award-winning stunt coordinator, worked on all kind of films. He is, a, I believe, a race car driver as well, true car guy. And uh, his latest project he's been working on is Ford versus Ferrari, a great story. Uh, of how the GT40 took on Ferrari at Le Mans and all the backstory there. Robert, welcome to Cruise Control Radio. How are you? Oh, yeah. We uh, we find this really interesting, what you do. Uh, you know, and I always thought stunt coordinators never got their due. You know, they should get more Oscars and things like that because it is a true art form. It is a, a true skill, and it's people. The people that don't understand think you just grab a car and and go in and just drive it like crazy, and it, it's not nothing like that. It is completely planned out to the second, isn't it? It it absolutely is, and I don't think you could have described it any better. Um, pretty much everything you see in that frame has been choreographed and and talked about and walked through and broken down into every minute aspect that you can um, so that everybody's on the same page and everybody knows exactly what's going on. And choreographed is really the, the, the key word to it. And also there's a tremendous amount of engineering in creating a particular scene, uh, especially with the equipment that you're using. And in something like uh, race cars uh, going down tracks, you're, you know, you're moving with them. Uh, and it's this is not an easy thing to do, and certainly not a cheap thing to do. No, it's not. And there's and again, you know, there's a there's a, a ton of planning and, and figuring out each shot and figuring out each piece of action, and it comes down to you know, it's it's storytelling through action. Yeah, absolutely. And that's good phrase. Now let's talk about Ford versus Ferrari. This is coming out in November, and this is a lot of action because this is all you know, based around racing. Um, tell us how you set some of these shots up. You're, you're basically recreating Le Mans. Yes. And, um, you know, uh, James Mangold gave me and uh, Darren Prescott, who was the second unit director, 
he gave us the latitude to kind of, you know, there, there are obviously um, historical benchmarks in the film that we had to recreate um, to, you know, try and stay true to it. But then there was also, we had a lot of creativity to um, come up with certain action in the race. So, and what I did with all the racing sequences is I wrote a story uh, mm-hmm. that fit each race so that we knew exactly what was happening when. Um, and it was always something we could refer back to uh, because uh, many people don't know is we don't shoot, we don't necessarily shoot everything in chronological order. There's a lot of jumping right. around and where we're at timeline in the timeline. Absolutely. Now, did you, um, did you shoot a lot of this at Le Mans or, or uh, did you find um, similar track areas or sections we had to find similar uh track sections and the majority of and majority of that was in uh, georgia um we used a small piece of uh road atlanta uh we used um this county road in statesboro as the mulsane strait we had five miles (laughs) of, of road to uh recreate that which is wide open country road that really you know it it mimics uh, very well, Mulsane Strait, and then uh, there's a, there's an old uh, track in Savannah uh, that we broke down into certain pieces that mimicked um, a lot of the tighter corners of of Lamar, and then tied that together with the the pit lane that we recreated and built at an airport uh, in Agudolce, California, and that became our front straightaway with the pits, and had to marry all that together and i think it comes together quite seamlessly yeah you think about that job for the person editing it it all has to make sense it all has to be shot the right way and uh you know it's it's quite quite a bit of storytelling as you say you have to write a story and follow it because you're like okay now we have to think about this we were shooting the pit sequence here and now we're shooting uh some of the turns somewhere else but talk about some of the technology involved. Uh, you won uh, or share an Academy Award, I believe, for something called the Biscuit Junior, which sounds like a uh, you know a breakfast sandwich, but it's much more <laughs> than that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Alan Pedalford and I um, uh, built and designed this machine, um, and I'll, I'll just back up a little bit on the, the name. So it gets its name from uh, Alan had built uh, similar design that was three times the size of this one for a little movie called Seabiscuit. And We've because heard of it. it, it, it oh, was yeah. Ginormous. And it had basically the whole crew on it to drive around the horse racetrack uh, with mechanical horses on it and camera to uh, run parallel with real horses and, you know, really get you into uh, feeling like you're in the middle of a horse race. Um, right. The, they dubbed it the USS Seabiscuit because it was just so big, it just that became its namesake. It then went on to uh, the movie Aviator, and during that filming, there was a brush fire that went through base camp and burned everything to the ground, including that rig. Oh wow! Um, and so, some two years later, Alan and I partnered up to uh, rebuild, or not rebuild, but to redesign uh, a similar thing um, to be able to use for cars and car chases, and um, we jokingly. You know, trying to figure out what to call it, and, and in their interim, we just jokingly called it the Biscuit Junior. But when you tie <laughs> that story to it, it's sort of a, a fitting name. 
um, and goes, I, I think, uh, has more substance than, oh, this is the super whammy whatever rig. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what powers this thing? So it's a, it's a drivable, it's, at its basic level, it's a, it's a drivable platform that we can put a vehicle on. Um, and the three of them, we have three of them currently. Two of them are powered by Cadillac, contemporary Cadillac North Star. Um, and then one of them is powered by a 650 horsepower LS. Um, <laughs> and of course. that one we obviously used extensively for the Ford versus Ferrari because we were filming at times 130, 140 miles an hour uh, wow. in the middle of the race with Christian in the car. Wow. So, <laughs> And you're out in the air. <laughs> yes. I mean, how, this, so, this is... So this doesn't sound real safe. So ba- basically, it is a platform that can do 130 miles an hour. There is a race car on it. Christian's in the car, uh, and there's there's crew all around, camera people, whatever, maybe some lighting, and you're driving next to race cars <laughs> at 130 <laughs> miles an hour. Wow, that's just like there. I would say if I walked up and say, "Well, there's something you don't see every day." <laughs> No, you don't. Yeah, you but don't. Um, both of, and both when of us we, want when we when we use it in that fashion, there's there. It's really just uh, uh, the driver of the vehicle, whether it's me or Alan or one of our other guys, um, the actor, and then the cameras are locked off and uh, operated remotely because it's just it's you know it's it's not a safe situation to start having crew on there. It, stuff you know when we're filming uh, sequences such such as that. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about some of the cars. Uh, do you guys do you guys find the cars for for these type of shots as well? Does that come under your authority, or is that somebody else? No, that's a whole other department, and there's a you know a dedicated department for um, acquiring and 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 assembling and maintaining all of those vehicles. Right, I got you. Okay, so uh, you have to set these shots up and uh apparently they got like 20 different race car drivers for these scenes right because there's a bunch of cars out at yes. one time and that's 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 pretty cool i mean um were you involved with finding some of the race car drivers because i know you you were, you're involved in racing as well on the on the outside world right yeah so that falls completely under my department so everybody you know every stunt player um is hired by me. Um, mm-hmm. And the the whole impetus was, you know, I, I needed a couple of, you know, I'm going to quote stunt drivers for uh, some of the crash sequences. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I aptly dubbed them my crash dummies. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it says it right <laughs> on their <course>. check. <laughs> <laughs> but the remainder of the guys were all pro drivers, and half of them had uh, raced at Le Mans. And the level of drivers that I needed, you know, I needed, I needed guys that their talent of driving would well exceed the vehicle so that the, the limiting factor for me at any given time was the vehicle's limit, not the driver's limit. And that, what mm-hmm. that does, it gives me a certain amount of safety factor, meaning um, when I ask them to run the car at 80% of its capacity, we still have another 20% of capability for safety, if that makes sense. All right. It sure does. Hold on right there. Robert Nagel, Academy Award winning stunt coordinator, working on some great films. He will be right back after the break, and there's more Cruise Control coming up. 
Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M, an easy-to-use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. We've got a great guest who is telling us, uh, taking us behind the scenes of the movie. Especially, he's done a ton of them, but uh, we're talking about Ford versus Ferrari. Robert Nagel, the stunt coordinator, Academy Award winning uh, uh, stunt coordinator, is with us telling us how he gets some of these incredible shots like... Uh, having a Ford GT on a platform going 130 miles an hour with remote cameras and uh, and race cars all around it. Robert, you you make it look easy, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, if, if we do our job right, it looks it looks smooth and effortless and keeps you in the story. So, but it's not so it's not that simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet I bet it's not. Unless you want to ask about the cars. Yeah, uh, obviously, finding uh, the, you know five or six Ford GTs, real ones, uh, and and being able to borrow them would be pretty expensive to say the least. Not to mention the Ferraris and the you know and whatever else was out there, BRMs and you name it. Um, where did you, where were you able to get the cars and how many of them were actually, um, uh, clones of originals? They were all clones. Um, and there are a couple different sources. The most notable and probably the, 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 the best one we got was from a uh, super performance and, uh, mm-hmm. it was a really good, uh, chassis and, and driveline. They actually had the 427 in them. Um, but. You know, these just have to be built for for film, meaning they just need to look the part um, on camera, and but they don't need to actually be the real vehicle. As you both know, the real GT40s would be you know extremely expensive, probably half of our film budget for a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And they might get a little scratched or something like that in, in the, during the process. And yeah, that's. I, I, that I think allays the fears, Robert, of people, uh, car guys, and you're one of us. That you look at a film like, oh no, they didn't wreck that car, did they? A lot of times, it, it wasn't anything that was, you know, precious. It was just something made to look like something that was really expensive. A lot of times, yeah, but there's other times that yeah, we have wrecked the real thing. And I've, I've uh, scripted wise, we've wrecked Ferraris, we've wrecked. Uh, some very classic Fords and another film I did, uh, Public Enemies, where I had to roll over two 34 Fords. We did, we did the take twice. Um, mm-hmm. but there's other times, you know, like with these vehicles that they're, um, just the shell of a car. They're not, they're not the shell of a car, but they're not the real, the real deal. Do you ever have to actually get actors into a driving situation or, 
you know, like we're thinking back to the days of Steve McQueen and that who wanted to do all his his own driving, or does that just not happen these days? No, it, it happens. It, you know, um, I spent uh, a week working with Christian, training him, um, and his, his hands down the best actor I've ever trained to, to drive. And it's nice to be able to get them behind the wheel as much as you can, but it's, you know, it's obviously, it's, it's selective where you can put them, and it needs mm-hmm. to make sense. Um, so where we wound up utilizing him is um, coming in and out of the pits at speed in the GT40. So when you see the GT40 come screaming into the pits and he jumps out of the car, he really drove the car in at, at speed and then jumps back in and tears out of there at speed. Because um, mm-hmm. that's where it makes sense. Um, yeah. In the other shots um, where we're in the middle of the race, um, safety-wise and for him as an actor, um, it's best to let us take over the driving and let him do his acting and put him yeah. in the middle of it. And it, it, it's phenomenal. It's an absolute phenomenal marriage of acting and talent and technology. And uh, did you do some of the driving for the film? I did do some of it. Um, most, of, you know, most of the time I'm on the sidelines uh, talking to my guys on the radio and, and talking everybody through it, but there were times that I was driving as well. Not only do you have to show uh what this race is like but you have to demonstrate to the audience that you know le mans is a grueling grueling 24 hours where you're you know everybody's awake uh the drivers are driving for three or four hours at a time at speed and it's incredibly physically demanding and you sort of have to show them essentially wearing out don't you yeah you do and you know it's it's um, and that's where, you know, Christian's talent comes in is he, you can see the wear on him. Um, mm-hmm. and he gets it, you know, it's, it's physically and mentally draining. It really just, it completely exhausts you. And now you've got, uh, this is a major project that you've got wrapped up, but, uh, you've got some other ones in the works, right? Baby driver. I know I was watching some clips of that, which I think you were involved with that one, right? Yep, I was a stunt coordinator on that, and uh, Darren, and again, Darren Prescott was the second unit director, and we kind of did the same thing. We designed all the uh, the car chases uh, and what, for that uh, one, segment. One had a, what you call a 180 in and a 180 out, which was kind of a car sliding around. I think it was like tractor trailers or whatever. It, it, that looked pretty slick. Yeah, no, that um, Jeremy Fry was the, the stunt driver for that, and uh, he actually came up with that. Uh, gag and we we found a place to fit it and uh, it worked out very very well. Wow, very cool! And now it's off to uh, Fast and Fur- Furious Nine, I believe. Is that where yeah. you're headed next? Yep, I'll, I'll jump into that um, wow. in the middle of October. Um, looking forward to it. It's been a fun franchise. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I mean, there's so many questions more we could ask you. Uh, we're still coming down on time, but what is the biggest when you're rigging a car for film? And I guess it depends what it's going to do. But what what do you have to do mechanically and suspension wise? What's the first areas you really start concentrating on? Um, I, for me, it first the car needs to do what I ask it to do, and mm-hmm. uh, meaning. Do we need to modify the suspension? Do we need to modify the brakes? Do, you know, so on and so forth. Kind of go down the checklist, and just depending on what I need the car to do. Um, it, with Ford Ferrari, 
Um, I personally drove each and every car, um, tested each and every car. So when I knew I handed it off to my guys, uh, the car was solid. And if mm-hmm. there were changes that needed to be made, uh, we made those changes. And I knew with confidence that there wasn't an issue with the vehicle. Wow. Very cool. And uh, just real quickly, so people can get a feel for what it's like making a movie. Um, the scene you mentioned where Christian Bale drives into the pits and then drives back out, that's like maybe, what, 30 seconds? How long did it actually take? Um, it was an intermix with, you know, as we go from shot to shot, um, it was actually pretty easy um, because mm-hmm. his, I trained him to a level of, of driving that, that far, far exceeds what he's going to need to do on camera. Um, mm-hmm. So all I do need to do is talk him through what we need from him. He jumps in the car. He goes to his number one position, and we call action, and here he comes. Um, yeah. And so it was actually pretty pretty quick and simple. Now, let me ask you a question here. If you have to train a, uh actor to do a, a certain driving uh, scene, would you ever have one that's a car guy or gal that's into it uh, or and but feels like they know a little bit about it, or would you ever have someone that's like, hey, I, I'm not really into cars. I just drive to and from work, and that's it. Um, it depends. I, and I, I completely understand the question. Um, there's something to having somebody that has almost no experience, um, and training them because then they're a blank slate that I can work with and they don't have, they don't come to the table with, uh, any bad habits. Um, somebody who's kind of, you know, muttered around in it in the past may have learned some bad habits and then you got to break some of those habits before you can even begin the training. Pretty cool. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.